Well, hello, this is Dr. Bill here. Praise God. Oh, I'm glad to be with you. I know we're virtual, but it's live. You know, everywhere that word goes, God goes. Amen. I want to just salute Dr. Max and Zena. Thank you for your work. Thank you for being on the, you know, the board. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you for helping us get things done in, in South Africa and Africa. We thank you so much. We thank you for your contribution into the things that, you know, we have been doing in Africa and how you've kind of stood with us on everything. And it's just been a blessing. I mean, I, 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 I get a little bit misty, you know, when I'm thinking about it because, you know, God gives you people to work with you. And um, it's just a pleasure when, you know, you don't have to beg people. People come with ideas, they're energetic. They got, you know, your heart, your mission in mind. So it's just a pleasure to work with you. Thank you both. We've known each other for years now. <laughs> Amen. I think I remember the first time I came and preached at the church. Glory to God. But look what God has done. He is making you, your name, great in the earth. Amen. Thank you both. I bless you. I love you. And let's get into the Word of God. Praise God. Well, Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for the word. Thank you for the anointing that's on me and these lips of clay, that I do speak this word with excellence, accuracy, and boldness, asking you to think through my mind, speak to my lips, and this word will come forth unhindered, unchecked by any outside force. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this Heaven on Earth conference. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in the church and through their lives. We pray that the blessing of the Lord just, just manifest, Lord, while I'm preaching this word. Miracles take place in the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, we thank you for a successful time together. In Jesus' name, can you say amen? Praise God. Amen. All right. Um, the theme here is the word becoming flesh. The word becoming flesh. So let's go over to... John's Gospel, John chapter 1, and um, this is a scripture really that I stand on with that particular theme, and um, he says here in verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So if you got the Word, you got God. You follow what I'm saying? Now, this Word has to be more than just read, written and read in the Bible, but it's got to come alive. When it comes alive, I mean, it can do whatever God can do because God and his word are one. So you really, really uh, can't separate them. It says next in verse two, uh, the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him, there was not anything made that was made and then it goes on down, if you come on down to verse 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. <clears throat> you know, I want you to follow me along in this teaching today. I have some notes here, uh, but it's really in my heart. And uh, this idea of word becoming flesh, I mean, I've I've seen that so much happen um, in our ministry, in my life, uh, because I have had to believe God for things and, um, and, and see them come to pass. And this believing God is basically the Word becoming flesh. The Word becomes tangible. The Word becomes something. Jesus said, my words, they are spirit, they are life, but they produce something tangible. Um, let's go back in the beginning. This is Genesis, Genesis chapter 1. And in Genesis chapter 1, we see here <clears throat> where God is now making the earth. And uh, I'll get to it, praise God. And Genesis chapter 1, starting at verse 1, in the beginning was God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Now, this light was not the sunlight that you see. This light was the glory of God. It's like having a canvas 
that an artist is going to paint on. And you've got to set the canvas first because he's going to paint all these things on that canvas. And so here he said, let there be light, and there was light. Now, here the Holy Spirit, is. it says here that um, the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. All right, now there was waters out there and there was really nothing out there, but the Holy Spirit moved upon the face of the waters. So he is waiting on one thing, and that's the Word. He is waiting on the Word because the Word's got to become flesh. It's got to become tangible. Whatever God speaks is what God has. In other words, it's going to cause that to come to pass. Now, stay with me. Now, every place, if you see in verse 6, it says, and God said. If you come on down to verse 9, and God said. That everything God said became that. All right? Now, as we go here and see what God is doing is God is, is making some things and creating some things. If you look here in Genesis, in Genesis chapter 2, and it says, And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. Now, these are two different Hebrew words. Created is a Hebrew word, and made is a Hebrew word, all right? So um, these two words are different. So God creates things, and he makes things. Now, what does it mean, created and made? Well, created means basically he makes it out of nothing. And in, in, in other words, there's nothing visible that you could see that he made it out of. We know that before light was there, light was in God. And so here... This um, light was created. But if you go on down here and look here at verse, let's say, verse 24, for example. It said, and God said, and let the earth bring forth the living creatures uh, after his kind. Now, this is, uh, pardon me, yeah, yeah, uh, 124, after his kind. Now, it says here, the earth bring forth living creatures after his kind. Now, it talks about cattle and so forth and so on. So notice now that he's not going to bring the cattle out of him, per se. But, but now he is going to bring the cattle out of the earth, out of the soil of the earth. And whatever something is made from, it has to stay attached to so that life would continue. Okay, It's, it's sustained out of what it was made from. You can't get a cow to eat a steak because they have to eat that which come, comes from. That's why you and I need to eat some vegetables, to <laughs> raise the Lord. But we didn't come from the earth. But, but God made our bodies such that our bodies were formed. If you come on down here in chapter 2 in verse uh, 7, And the Lord God formed man with the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So here is God and God formed man from the dust of the ground. So man's body came from the dust, came from the earth. So man's got to eat vegetables and so forth. He just can't eat meat all the time, you know. So this is to sustain himself. But then he breathed into the man the breath of life, meaning that he breathed into his nostrils. He breathed into it. And he breathed the man into him. So the man or woman, a man, came from God, came from God into that molded body. So before the body got up and walked, the body was laying there. It was just laying there. But now God breathed into man's body the breath of life, and mankind became a living soul. One uh, Hebrew translation says, became a speaking spirit like God. So notice, God created man and molded or made man. So both created and made. Now, I'm just saying that to you because basically as God has you operating in this earth, the same thing happens with you. You know what I mean? God didn't give you a chair. He didn't give Adam a chair. <laughs> he gave Adam a tree, and he gets a, tree, a, tree, a chair out of the tree. So 
I'm just saying, look at all the things that have been made from something that's already here, computer parts and chips and all that made from some of the elements of the earth. And so he gave you that. He made you creative like himself, that every time you go to work, you should be creating. And look what it says. He said in verse here that um, it says that God had finished. Uh, uh, he rested from all his work, which God created and made. And when it said he rested, don't think that God got tired because God can't get tired. So he rested. He was finished with it. And so he had created some and made some. Now, he set it up and he took mankind, verse um, chapter 2, and look here at, um, at verse uh, 8. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man which he had made. Now, <clears throat> created and made. So now he's putting mankind in the garden. What is the garden? It's a type of heaven. And part of your, this conference is called Heaven on Earth. So this is a type of heaven. He has gold in heaven. He has gold in heaven. He has trees in heaven. He, he get this, this place, Eden, is a place of voluptuous living. It's called paradise. It's, it's, it's you know, here's Adam and Eve. So he made Adam. Now, out of this ground, if you look here, um, Genesis chapter 9, uh, Genesis chapter 3, uh, pardon me, I said 3, Genesis chapter 2 and verse 19. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air, and they brought them to Adam to see what he would name them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. So notice what he did, whatsoever uh, Adam called every living creature, that was the name. Now where did he get the names from? Well, he got the names from God. He got the names from heaven. God had already named it. Remember, God is finished. He's done it all. He's named all the animals and everything. Now, what mankind has to realize is that he or she needs an overlord. We're not designed to live without an overlord because those things have already been thought. Remember what he said in Isaiah 55 in verse uh, verse 8? He said, your thoughts are not my thoughts, neither your words are my, uh, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways and your ways and my thoughts and your thoughts. So here, God is saying, I've thought it all out and I've put it away in the eternal, the invisible realm. Now, the only way you're going to access it is by faith. You're going to have to get your faith in that and reach up and get my solution, get my answers, get my intelligence, get my, and bring it down and operate through it. Adam didn't have any school. The only school he had was the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost used much of the nature to teach Adam. Well, the same thing about Jesus. Notice that Jesus said, well, it's like a tree or it's like a, um, a plant or it's like whatever. He used nature, and that's the original way mankind was supposed to really be taught. Now, because of the fall, we've got, you know, grade school, high school, college, you know, so forth and so on. But before that, man's thoughts were not linear. So he didn't have to go to the first grade to learn something that he was going to learn in eighth grade. He, he could just download the answers, no matter how complicated it was, he could just download the answer. I remember this guy on television one time talked about an idiot Sabbat, and he talked about how this particular person, that's, I guess, what the name there is, they call him, but the um, name was, I think, Jedediah Buxton or something like that. But what happened is if you tell him some linear things, hey, I want you to go to the store, I want you to get some bread, I want you to get some milk, I want you to so forth, da 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 then he'll go halfway and then come back and say, now, what, what did you say? No, yeah, and so forth. But one man took numbers. I think he took 26 digits and multiplied them times 26. And Jedediah could tell him exactly what the answer was before the computer come up with it. See, because you, you, it's eternal. Everything that is going to be already is. And so it's already in heaven. And what God planned for is that heaven be planted on the earth. Now, how can it be planted on the earth? It's got to come through you. I'll read that again. Verse 19 of chapter 2. 
And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air, and they brought them to Adam to see what he would call them, and uh, called them, and, and every and whatsoever Adam called every living creature. That was the name thereof. See, he that was that was just right. He he called it just right. Praise God. Amen. It's kind of like a teacher teaching in a class and then um, a student has to respond back what the teacher taught and did it just right. Well, that's the same with Adam. Now, what is he teaching Adam? He's teaching Adam how to actually download, how to actually get what we call grace knowledge. And grace knowledge is like revelation knowledge. It didn't come through hard work or senses or whatever have you or experience. It comes directly from God by faith into your spirit. Now, that's why he says, as far as this is concerned, in Hebrews, um, in Hebrews chapter 4, he says this. This is kind of interesting here. And look at verse 10. For he that is entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works, as God did from his. Now watch this. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any of you fall after the same example of unbelief. Note, let us labor to enter into that rest. Now what do you do, labor? You go into the Word of God. You go in the Word of God and, 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 and labor in the Word in terms of um, understanding what God has given you and then get a verse and then begin to confess that verse and meditate that verse and so forth. Now, what are you doing? You're taking a seed, the Word of God. The Bible says in Luke chapter 8, verse 11, the seed is the Word of God. So I'm going to take a seed from this because of the fall. I'm going to take a seed from this, take it from heaven because His Word is forever written in heaven, so I'm going to take it from heaven, which he gave me through his word, and I'm going to take that seed and plant it in the soil of my heart by speaking it. Seeds. Seeds. So if I, now looking at mankind, God told mankind over here in verse uh, 26, and the Lord God said, let us make man out of image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish, sea of the fowl, of the air, of the cattle, and over every living thing that creepeth among the earth. So notice what he said. He said here that God said, let them have dominion. Let them have management of it. Let them have ownership of it. Let them have stewardship over it. Let, they're the ones that are responsible for the earth. You're going to have to make your own chair. You know something? I'm going to give you everything to work with, and then I'm going to give you the idea. And you make your own chair. Well, that's what it says here. That's what this means in verse 28. Look what it says here. He says, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, so forth and so on, over all the earth. So, dominion says, I'm responsible for the earth. I'm the steward of the earth. In other words, God pass on to me. Let them have to me. Let them take care of the earth. Let them be the caretakers. Let them be the stewards. So if anything's out of place, you put it back in place. Now, I've given you everything to work with. I've given you uh, the, the, the whole host of resources that are in the unseen world. I'm going to give you the ideas and so forth and so on. So you do it. So if you have a need, then get a seed. You see what I'm saying? And so that happened to me. I had a need of an airplane because I was traveling so much now that commercial couldn't meet my schedule. So what did I do? Some uh, person from Africa came over and <clears throat> they brought the word on a Wednesday night and in the middle of the word said, Pastor Winston, your airplane is in Ecclesiastes chapter 10. Now who gave him that? God gave him. <clears throat> he, <clears throat> excuse me, he came from, from Africa with some seed. Praise God. Amen. And so what happened? I took that. I looked at Ecclesiastes chapter 10. I read the whole chapter. Didn't see an airplane. Read the chapter again. Didn't see an airplane. I said, what are you talking about? But I know this man sells the truth. I could tell. It bore witness. That was God. And I read it again. Oh, there it is. Chapter 20. Uh, verse 20. A bird of the air shall carry your voice. Whoa. Okay. That's what it's all about. So, 
<coughs> excuse me, let me get some water here, and, um, and, and so forth. Now, what am I saying? Notice I had a need, and God supplied a seed. Just a moment. <coughs> Woo. I'm trying to rush now. I shouldn't be doing that. Okay. All right. <coughs> so God supplied a seed. <coughs> now watch this. <coughs> when he says, over in verse 28, he says, be fruitful. Be fruitful. Now, <coughs> When he's telling you to be fruitful, he's saying, I want you to bring forth something. Now, what does he want you to bring forth? He wants you to bring forth what he's already planned for the earth and lay it up in heaven. You bring it forth. You bring it forth. Now, what's in you? Soil. What's that soil called? The kingdom. So you've got the soil of your heart. So over in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23, he said, he said, Guard your heart. Guard your heart. See, over in Mark chapter 4, he said, take heed what you hear. Why? Because other folk can sow things in your heart if you're not, uh, you know, if you're not guarded. And the next thing you know, you'll bring forth something that they believe. <laughs> you know what I mean? That they believe. God calls it unbelief. Calls it an evil heart of unbelief. And so what you have to do is, wait, 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 the job of the teacher or preacher or whatever have you is to give you the word. So in Numbers chapter 13, 12 spies came back. Let's call them 12 pastors, 12 teachers. And they came back from spying out the land of Canaan and watched the two words that were spoken. One said, let us go up at once and possess it. We're well able to overcome it. Another said, we can't do it. Giants in the land. They'll slaughter us. Let's go back to Egypt. People believed that word. You got to check your heart, guard it. Now, every one of us comes into the kingdom with ungodly thought, Pastor. Every one of them. For you to say you didn't is pride. <laughs> and you can't, get, you can't get any more seed from that uh, attitude. So what happens is now I've got to say, wait, 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 wait a minute. I got to look here. He says, be fruitful. Now, if he's telling me to be fruitful, that means he's got to give me some seed. All right, let's look at what Abraham did. This is uh, in Genesis, in Genesis, in chapter uh, 15. Over in Genesis chapter 15, Abraham says something here. He says in verse 3, And Abraham said, Behold, you have given me no seed. Wait a minute, you tell me I'm going to be a father of multitude. You tell me to look up at the stars and see how many, that's how many kids I'm going to have, and you give me no seed? So if God wants you to do something, he called you to do something, he's got to give you seed. Buy that shopping mall. That's what he told me. Whoa, whoa. Man, that's, that's huge. Buy that shopping mall. Lord, how do I do this? He said, go to Joshua 1.3. Every place the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given you. Whoa. That was my seed. He gave me that seed. I took that seed and spoke it into my heart. Now notice, this is where Mark's gospel chapter 4 takes over. Over in Mark's gospel chapter 4, look what he says here. <clears throat> he says, <clears throat> verse 14, the sower soweth the word. Wow, wow. What word? God's word. Don't sow anything else. Because <laughs> you've got to bring forth God's heaven on earth. So you've got to take his word. His word is a way of transporting what is already in heaven and meant for this earth into your life. Because you're going to be the one who's going to go plant it. You're going to be planting the heavens. So let's look at that verse. Uh, now put something right there at Mark chapter 4, but let's look at Isaiah and Isaiah chapter 51. Over in Isaiah chapter 51, glory to God. I know I'm taking through a lot of scriptures, but you can handle it. Glory to God. Look what he says here in verse uh, Isaiah 51 and verse 1. <clears throat> 
Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord, look unto the rock of which you are hewed, and the hold of the pit which you are digged. Look unto Abraham your father, and to Sarah that bare you. For I called him alone, and blessed him, and increased him. Get out of my throat, devil. <clears throat> For the Lord shall comfort Zion. He will comfort all who waste places. He will make her wilderness like Eden, and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found therein, thanksgiving and a voice of melody. Coming down to verse 16. I have put my words in thy mouth. Whoa. And I have covered you in the shadow of my hand, protection, that I may plant the heavens. Glory to God. There it is. And lay the foundations of the earth and say to Zion, thou art my people. You're the one I'm going to use to make heaven come to earth. Isn't that what Jesus prayed in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 10? Pray this way. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Where? On earth as it is in heaven. Now what is he doing? Well, he's continuing the work that he gave Adam. See, he gave Adam this job. He said to Adam, I want you to be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue it. Keep it under Replenish means to perpetually renew and resupply. Why? Because the only spot that looked like heaven was Eden. And so he was supposed to take the rest of the planet to look like Eden. I am firmly convinced that after he did that, he was going to go to another planet. <laughs> I believe that. <clears throat> because there's a lot of supernatural ability that we haven't really really developed and manifested in the earth. And because of it, a lot of things have not been done. Let me read you something that I wrote down here. The church is supposed to be the primary source of all things supplied on this planet. The church is supposed to be the primary source of all things supplied on this planet. All right. Now, notice what I, I gave to you that the sower soweth the word. Now, if you look at John's gospel in John chapter 15, all right, he's talking about being fruitful because what does fruitful mean? It means to bring forth. It means to produce. It means to create. Bring it forth. For God created. God produced. And you'll find that people who are not producers many times are just consumers. In other words, the producer is the one kind of controlling the economy and the consumers are, one are kind of, you know, uh, benefiting by what is being produced. But God planned for everybody to be a producer to be, bring something forth. I mean, look at the country of Africa now. Look at all the natural resources. I think, personally, Africa has more natural resources than any place on the face of the earth. But look, why is there so much poverty? Because of the absence of self-production. You don't know, people don't know who they are. They have no idea they're made in the image of God. And they're producers. I mean, people doing this now without God. See, they're, they're getting an idea. Next thing you know, explore that idea and so forth and so on. It's called innovation. And you can't sit still. Once you create something, you better improve it. Because <laughs> there's somebody right on your heels you know, to try to outdo you. But he said, I want you to subdue it. That means you control the market. So look at the people who iPhone, they're still producing. Am I right? iPhone this, iPhone 5, iPhone 10, iPhone 11. They're still producing on the quality of photographs that you can make with an iPhone, all of that. Now, all of that's supposed to be everybody in the earth, especially the body of Christ. We're supposed to be the epicenter of invention. This, 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 this whole idea about creating, we supposed to be, every time we look at something, I think I can do that better. Why? Getting those thoughts. Where did it come from? From God. Good. Continue. 
And we're talking in your theme now. The Word becomes flesh in the Heaven on Earth Conference. Powerful, isn't it? And so look here. God, I was down at ORU in seminary, and I knew God was trying to say something to me, but I just couldn't get it. And so I kind of consecrated myself to God for a few days. The next thing I know, this thought comes through, see. In Isaiah chapter um, 48, verse 17, I am the Lord thy God, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, that teaches thee to profit and leads thee by the way that thou should go. Wow, I didn't know P-R-O-F-I-T was in the Bible. I thought the church was non-profit. <laughs> yeah, right. You'll find in Matthew 25, the man had five talents. Got, he went and traded and got five more talents, total of ten talents. A man who had given, been given two talents, he went and traded and came back with four talents. The man who came with one talent said, you know, I know how you are, and I buried my talent, and here's that talent that you gave me. The master said, you're fired. Why? Because God is a God of increase. Be fruitful, multiply. Multiply means to increase. That's what he wants you to do. He's not, he's not, don't want you to be at the same place financially next year you are this year. He doesn't want it because God is a God of increase. He won't change. His covenant won't change and his nature won't change. The Bible says the universe is still increasing at the speed of light. <laughs> why, why? He's a God of increase. And look how much he increased. You, Peter went fishing, and look what he pulled in. Woo! <laughs> so much so he couldn't hold him. Next thing you know, here he called for his partners. The next thing his partners came to fill their boats. Now that all those fish probably were not in that lake. Where'd they come from? Creation. <laughs> he created them. <clears throat> this, this is what I'm saying. I'm saying it, it, he, he called over back in the... Um, uh, Genesis chapter 120, notice, when God re got ready to create fish, he made them out of the water. He called them out of the water. So he, he took water and called fish out of it and flying fowl, out of water. And I'm just saying it, the same thing happened here. Jesus in Peter's boat, what was he teaching on? Being fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth and subduing it, teaching on how the power of the blessing can make that happen. See, the blessing is God's, uh, the, the name that God gave to the ability he gave to man. Pardon me. The blessing is the name God gave to the power he used to create the universe. That, that's, that's, that's the closest I can do on the definition of the blessing. The name God gave to the power he used to create the universe. Boom. He put it on man. And God blessed them and said, be fruitful. So he's bringing forth something. And I believe those fish came forth from the water. In other words, mm -mm, they, they'd not been in that lake before. <laughs> Plus the fact God gives you the best. You can find that out over in John chapter um, 2 when he made that water to wine. The wine taster said, hey, you've saved the best wine till now. How about the prodigal son coming home? He's coming home uh, and say, I'm going back home to your servants and daddy's house have more than enough to spare it. I'm perishing with hunger. And he came back home and the father gave him the best robe. Not the one necessarily on sale. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but he gave him the best robe. And I'm just saying you can expect God's best and you can expect overflow all the time when you're being fruitful. <laughs> you see? So uh, just like this morning, I, I've got more than enough to teach you. <laughs> more than enough. We, we could be here for half a day or more. <laughs> a friend of mine said, hey, Bill, <laughs> Why don't I come to your place and we'll teach, we'll teach the Word of God and, and you'll teach for a couple of hours and then I'll get up and teach for a couple of hours. We'll let them off for lunch. I'll teach God and then let them off that night about 10 o'clock. Praise God. I said, let me pray about that. <laughs> this, this is a man of God. I mean, he's a man of faith. He said, if there's anything in my, faith, in my house that didn't come by faith, I want it out. Oh, man, that... Woo! <laughs> That's the way you're supposed to be made. Tough. You know what I mean? To walk by faith and not by sight. The just shall live by faith. Well, let's try to, to see where we are here because we got about 12 minutes. Praise God. All right. Now, look at this because he says in Mark chapter 4. Let's come back there. Mark chapter 4. All right. 
And then we're going to Mark chapter 8. I'll show you how these two fit together. And then um, uh, Matthew chapter 13. He says this in verse 26. And he said, So is the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast seed into the ground, he should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up. He doesn't know how. First, the, uh, for the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. But when the fruit is brought forth, he immediately putteth in the sickle, because the harvest is come. Now, you put in the sickle by acting on the word of God. When, he, when his fruit is brought forth, meaning that when it's got ready, it's ripe, it's ripe for manifestation inside of you. Whatever's coming outside got to be inside of you first. If you're going to produce something outside, it's got to be inside first. God didn't produce light without light being in him first. And the same thing with that airplane. I had to build the image of that airplane in me first through that seed. And once it developed, then I could act on that. And I did. A man of God says, hey, I'm getting me an airplane. Uh, those who would like to give into it and sow a seed, I appreciate it. So my wife and I were there at that meeting, and the Lord spoke to us. He said, $100,000. See, we, the airplane's going to cost a few million dollars. So he said, $100,000. We took that money from ministry and popped it in there. I'm flying around the world in my own airplane. Now, it's not a toy. It's a tool. It's something that God gives you to finish his work. And that is what you have to keep in mind because when those creative ideas come, they come with purpose, meaning that when George Washington Carver said, he asked God, he said, God, what is the universe for? He said, ask something more your size, little man. And he said, well, what is man for? He said, you're still asking too much. He said, decrease the, in, decre decrease the extent and increase your intent. So he decreased the extent by asking God, hey, God, how about a peanut? He said, what do you want to know about a peanut? He said, can I get milk out of a peanut? He said, God showed me how to get Jersey. God said to me, what kind of milk do you want? Jersey milk? Good boarding house milk? What kind do you want? So notice it comes out of peanut now. And notice what he said to me. Increase your intent. Meaning you've got to line your intentions up with God for you to get the major things of God. So I'm, when I'm doing this and getting things from God, I'm lining it up with God. I'm lining my intentions up with God. This is not something that I could just say, oh, look how much I'm doing, how, how big I've gotten, so forth and so on. All of that is, is coming from the side of darkness, kingdom of darkness. It's called selfishness. It's, it's manipulation, all of that. It'll cause you to stay right where you are. You won't get one idea, <laughs> you know. You, no integrity, no ideas. No, no ideas. I'm a tither. That's integrity. Ideas come. And so with that, um, next thing I know, uh, I meditate the Word of God, meditating the Word of God, and it gets full inside of me. And then he tells you to act on it. And when we acted on it, um, the Word became flesh. And so the same thing about the um, shopping mall. And I said, God, we've missed one closing now. What are we going to do now? He said, well, you know what to do. And I did. I said, sow a seed. He said, that's right. I said, well, how much should I sow? Now, it's not the amount of money. It's the amount of faith that's going to be released to get that, that promise. And I said, he said, sow uh, in this U.S. currency about $400,000. Not about. <laughs> and so I did. And I sold into a ministry with a big building program, and they said that was the amount that they used, they needed to finish the building program debt-free. So one man's seed is another person's harvest, or one woman's seed is another person's harvest. So that's what I did. And so when I did that, <laughs> that's what I'm taping this in right now, you know. This is, what, 600,000 square foot shopping mall. So um, I'm saying to you, that these things are inside of us, this kingdom is inside of us as a production center to produce things for, for God in the earth. Now, let's look here. He said, um, let's go to um, Mark's Gospel chapter 8, please. And in Mark chapter 8, Mark's Gospel chapter 8, I want you to look here at uh, 6, okay, get to it, 7 and 8. All right, verse 22. 
And he cometh to Bethsaida, and they bring a blind man unto him, and he besought him uh, to touch him, okay, and besought him to touch him, okay. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of town. And when he had spit on the eyes, on this, this blind man's eyes, glory to God, that's tough, isn't it? And he put his hand upon him and asked him if he saw aught. Do you see anything? Watch this, verse 24. And he looked up and he said, I see men as trees walking. Wow. Okay. Now what does that mean? Look at Matthew's gospel, Matthew chapter 13. And over in Matthew's gospel, chapter 13, Jesus says something here about his ministry. What's the ministry we're in right now? He said this, <clears throat> and I'll start reading at verse, uh, I'll make sure I got verse chapter 13. All right. And here I'll start reading at verse 10. And the disciples came unto him and said unto him, Why speaketh thou unto them in parables? And he answered and said to them, Because it is given be, uh, because it is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God or kingdom of heaven. Now let's go over to Matthew chapter 15 and in Matthew chapter 15 verse 12. Then came his disciples and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended after they heard this saying? Jesus had a habit of offending those religious leaders. And look what he says, verse 13. And he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted shall be rooted up. Now this is interesting. Every plant, let's call it a tree. So every tree which the Father has not planted shall be rooted up. What is a tree? A tree is a belief system. He calls it a tree. Why? Because that tree produces fruit. What a fruit? The fruit are the outward manifestation of what's on the tree. It, the tree is what you believe. The fruit is a manifestation of what you believe. So the tree is going to give off fruit. Now, if you look, look here at Matthew chapter 13 again, and look what he says here. I, I said 13, pardon me. Matthew chapter 12. I'm watching this time here. Matthew chapter 12, and look at verse 33. Either make the tree good or his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt that his fruit corrupt. For a tree is known by its fruit. Whoa, 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 fruit, what fruit? Fruit could be mm, always getting sick all the time. Fruit could be, now I'm not saying, uh, I'm not judging you now, that's, that's my point. My point is I had hay fever. I had it from a kid, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and then when I got born again, I found out that I've been redeemed from the curse of hay fever. <laughs> so I got this word and began to put it in my heart and pretty soon it became flesh. Next thing I know, no more hay fever ever in my life, okay? Now, suppose you apply it to the fact of your financial condition. You got more month than money, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so forth. you got a problem with the tree. And don't look at other people. Don't look at the employer. Don't look at, well, I don't have any customers. No, stop that. Because if you've got the spiritual fruit inside of you, it will, the spiritual tree inside of you, it will produce the fruit that are inside of you. Doesn't make any difference. See, spiritual power is more powerful than any kind of power. See, that, that's why when he cursed the tree, he cursed it, and they came back and said, it's dried up from the root, Master. Well, what does he mean? Anything that's existing in the natural has to have a spiritual root to exist. Other than that, it doesn't exist. So once he cursed the root, what happened to the tree? Didn't it no longer existed. So I'm just saying the same thing about financial conditions, same thing about um, uh, relationships, same thing, uh, and, you know, problems squabbling in the home and so forth. That, that, that argument has got a root. <laughs> you know, and, and so forth. So here he is saying and giving you the law that works. He said, for a tree is known by his fruit. Let's go on down. Oh, generation of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? 
for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. So whatever you believe inside of you, especially when pressure is put on you, you're going to say what you believe. You're going to, I don't care what the doctor just said. You're going to say what you believe. You know, I don't care what the, what the pastor just said. You're going to say what you believe. He said, we're well able to overcome it. Let's go up at once. Next, what, next thing that happened, we can't do that. There are giants in the land. We're going to own sight as grasshoppers. The people heard all of that and noticed all those people in the wilderness got stopped right there, except two. Of course, Moses. But the two who believe God, they had a different tree. And when you got a different tree, you can go to a different place. I don't care how many around you. It's not the White House, not your president, not that. It's you. <laughs> Here's the next verse. It proves that. Look what it says here in verse uh, um, 35. Oh, good, uh, uh, a good man out of the good treasure, or yes, of the heart, bringeth forth good things. And an evil man of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. So what is he saying now? Those things come out of your heart. See, and what's in your heart is going to come forth in your life. You are the product of what you've been speaking. Here's a proof, verse 37. <laughs> he said this, For by your words you shall be justified, and by your words you shall be condemned. You're the product of it. So what do you have to do to change it? Speak something different. Where'd you get it from? Get it from the Word. And I get that thing from the Word, and this Word is like a hammer. It'll break it up. It'll, watch this, cut off that tree. And what will it do? That word will plant new trees. Next thing you know, whoa, I'm not waiting on payday anymore. Uh-uh, no, not me. Not me, praise God. And look what God has done. I came to this town with $200 to Chicago. No place to stay. Look what God has done. Now what he did for BW, he's going to do for you. But you've got to understand that the word was made flesh. You see what I'm saying? Nobody can stop your future because your future is in your heart. All right? So here's this man. And what did he say? I see men as trees walking. Now, what does that mean? That means you and I, in God's eyes, are distribution centers. We're production centers. We're the ones that are going to see a need over here. Watch this. He needs healing. Now, understand, I planted a tree for the supernatural. Because the natural is not designed for your faith. Your faith is designed for the supernatural. Your faith is designed for something that doesn't make sense and something that is limited by human reason or scientific method. That's your faith. Your faith is designed to heal that virus. Your faith is designed to take, that's your faith is designed for that. If you can do it, then a man can do it. Let me, let me read you what I said. If anything can be done, and ex then experience and um, skill can do it. If anything can be done, experience and skill can do it. Watch this. If it can't be done, then faith can do it. God is not leading you to the, the natural. He is not leading you to what can be done. That's not, that's not what God is leading you to. God is leading you to the impossible. He is leading you to the impossible. So if it's impossible, that's God. By that chopping wall, that's God. Leave an airplane, that, it, that's God. He, pay off this, this, so forth, that's God. I'm just saying, here is Jesus each time, impossible, impossible. Because that's the fruit of God. So if you go back to John, and we're going to stop here. And I trust that you're getting something because you are a walking supply house. You can bring forth whatever is needed in the world. John chapter 15. I won't read all of it. I'll just read um, uh, verse 1 and verse 5. Here's what he says here. In verse 1, he says, let me tell you. Um, he says, I am the true vine, my father is the husbandman. And he says, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. So what does God do? He keeps purging me. 
he told me, buy that annex, uh, $3.5 million, buy it cash. He wanted me to use my faith. I started looking at the people to put pressure on them to see when are y'all gonna give now. And that money was coming in there by drips, <laughs> you know? And we had a deadline by which we had to give them the money. And God gave me two verses, one in 1 Samuel chapter 14 that says, God will deliver by many or by few. And then he gave me in the book of Esther in chapter four where it says, Esther, if you don't go before the king for us, then God will deliver us some other way. So I had to tell, he said, tell the people that. So I had to tell the people, what is he doing? He's growing me up in faith because now I got to use my faith, believe for this annex 3.5 million. And he knew I could do it. So I'm just saying, use my faith. There it is. So I'm saying to you right now, you have that same measure of faith. Now, the way you develop it or increase it, you have to use it. And what happened, you have to remember that what God's going to use you to bring heaven's solution down to the earth. Look at what country you're in. If you're in Africa, you've got more natural resources than anybody anywhere. You're talking about production. You'd be coming out of that continent like I don't know what, you know. But you got to understand the reason for poverty, the biggest reason, is the absence of self-production. From now on, I'm going to believe God. I'm going to decree that you're going to be fruitful. That you're going to bring, bring forth things that have never been seen on the face of this planet that you're going to be a walking supply house for everywhere you go, that you're going to be used not only to manifest his glory throughout the earth, watch this, but to turn people back to God. I decree it, and in the name of Jesus, I speak it. Father, I pray that every person in the sound of my voice, that the blessing of the Lord be upon them now, that they'll bring forth much fruit, and that their fruit shall remain. And people will see their works and know that God is with them. Father, let them be used to bring forth a manifestation of your kingdom. Let the word be made flesh through them today. We thank you. We call it done in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. We love you. And keep walking by faith.